Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and today we are going to be mixing it up on this Sunday special bonus episode. At least I I think I'm going to be releasing it on a Sunday, and it'll be a bonus. I'm still, you know, learning the ropes, still playing around with formatting, and I'm having so much fun doing it. So on usually on this podcast, every single episode thus far... Well, most of the episodes thus far within the second season have been aura readings, and today is not any different. Today is still going to be an aura reading, and it's a, it is a little bit different, though. So if you listened to my episode that I just talked about a couple of updates and formatting, I released that episode after a couple of weeks of, you know, just pondering what exactly do I want to do with my podcast? You know, what exactly do I want to do with my voice? You know, what do I want to talk about? You know, what's really, really important and authentic to me? And, you know, that's how the aura readings came about. I've been enjoying, you know, doing them on, you know, the key phases of the moon. That's been incredibly healing and so much fun for me to do. And then I've also been releasing some episodes about just auras in general. And I plan on making more of those because those have been a lot of fun to plan and create. And then I mentioned this, I believe, in passing, but I didn't go into too, too much detail. So, but I have been on my website, just not in this medium thus far. So one of my new, well, not new, but not so new favorite things to look at and to learn more about has been Spirit Babies. And I haven't given the full introduction on this podcast, so I guess I'll do that today. I read Spirit Babies. It's a book. Um, The author is Walter. Um, He wrote an incredible book, I think in like 2005. I picked it up a couple of years ago. I... It's one of my favorite books that I've ever read. I don't think... There's nothing like crazy in that book, but like where you would be like, oh my God, this book is genius. It's more of... Just like, you know, when you connect to a book or you connect to like a podcast or you connect to like an essay or just something you've read, um, something you've seen on TV just or a movie, you know, and, you know, to everybody else, it might not be like the greatest thing of all time. But to you, it was really, really special. That was me with this book. And, you know, I kind of shelved it. And you can read more about this. You know, I won't go too, too much into like all of the details because I feel like I tell this story all the time, you know, in my writing. But when I read it originally, I was like, this is great, but this is like not applicable to me whatsoever, you know, just because then years ago and even now I'm like, I'm nowhere near, you know, having any children, you know, as far as I know, you know, the, I mean, anything can happen at any time, but let me tell you this, I'm not planning on having any, you know, anytime soon. So For me, I just kind of, I read the book and I was like, this is great. You know, I really, really love it and I would love to learn more, but there's not much I can do with it since I'm not planning on having any children, you know, and that was what I thought at the time. Now I'm like, "Uh, 
forget that, you know, like I realized that, you know, I have a deep interest in this and I was recently, it just kind of came back. When I say recently, I mean within like 2020, but recently it kind of came back just into my mind and into my energetic space. And I was like, very, I just found myself, I was like, I'm very, very still, you know, interested in this. And I kind of started like peeking around, just surveying, looking around for like what information there was out there about spirit babies in general. And there was like nothing, you know, I found like one pos like one podcast episode. And I was like, how is there nothing about this? You know, this is so fascinating to me. And that's when I made the decision to add it to my creative healing, you know, whatever practice, whatever you want to call it. And so that's what we are going to be talking about today. So I did an aura reading not too, too long ago. I What I like to do sometimes is I like to look at the aura and let it like sit with me for a bit because there's so many different dimensions and so many different layers to an aura that sometimes like it's always giving you information. So when I look at an aura one day, I might receive certain, you know, forms of information. And then when I look at it, you know, even the next day or a week from then or a month from them, I'm month from then, I can still receive new information. And that is, you know, the beautiful timeless aspect of auras and their wisdom. So spe more specifically today, we are going to be taking a look at the aura of, you know, what possible love can come through by just learning more about spirit babies, essentially. And I thought that would be you know, the perfect way to kind of introduce, you know, this topic, introduce this potential, you know, part of my podcast, you know, I'm again, still learning, still playing around, just like having fun. You know, I think it's really, really important that whenever we do anything creative or healing, just to like have some fun, you know, I feel like there's just so much, I don't know, these days, just so much more rigidity and, you know, like, People are confining themselves so much when it comes to their creativity and their healing. And I'm just like, let's just like have some fun and like see where things go. It doesn't have to be that serious all the time, you know? So that is what we're going to be looking at today. And even though this isn't like a, this isn't like a, I guess I was going to say traditional. Um, this isn't necessarily like a, the moon, you know, or a healing that I would usually do. I still like to open every, you know, podcast episode with a couple of deep breaths. And, you know, if you have an intention at all, you know, because again, the cards that I read, you know, my intention, the only difference between, you know, past episodes and this one today, and I'll do this like sometimes, is I'll just tell you what my intention is, you know? So I always have an intention no matter what episode, no matter what aura healing we're doing, no matter what phase of the moon, no matter what. If it's, if I'm reading an aura, sorry, my voice just like cracked there. Um, if I'm reading an aura, I always have an intention. So today I'm just telling you what it is. You know, it's to learn more about, you know, what, you know, love can come through from learning more about spirit babies in general. And I'm really, I see the cards and I see, you know, the colors and everything. And I'm really, really excited about it. So let's take a couple of deep breaths together. And you can set your own intention or just kind of feel the space and then we will get started.
Okay, perfect. So the first card that's jumping out at me is the healer. And the healer, I remember when I originally looked at this aura not too long ago, but when I saw the healer, I was like, of course, you know, because the healer is the the healer in a there are like a couple of cards that are my core cards within my practice. So within my creative practice, with my healing practice, et cetera, et cetera. And the healer is one of them. So the healer is okay. So let me preface this by saying within this space, I feel like especially within the past two years or so, there have been people popping out of the woodwork with their healing practices and their creative practices. And I think that's so beautiful that people are willing to put themselves out there and they are willing to be, you know, that vulnerable. And that is, that's so amazing. And I really, really love it. However, you don't necessarily need to be a healer in like in an occupational sense or in a third dimensional sense in order to leverage the power of this archetype. So the healer, like all archetypes, you know, are within everyone. The same way, like the father, no matter, you know, what your gender is or how you identify, et cetera, the father, it's just an archetype. It's an energy. It's also in this aura, by the way. Um, But there are no, no archetypes are like gender specific or, you know, like third dimensional specific, as in you can be anyone, be doing anything and have all of these archetypes within you. You know, you don't have to be like a hunter to have like the hunter, you know, the hunter's actually also in here. So just wanted to, you know, clarify that a little bit. The healer within us all, you know, within us as an archetype is the card of just remembering who you are. But that's where it gets a little bit mysterious because that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So some people really, really love the language like that they were a soul and that they have a bunch of past lives and maybe possibly like parallel lives and et cetera, et cetera. And they came here with like some sort of purpose and they just really, really love that narrative, you know? And that can be an incredibly powerful narrative too. But that's not the only one out there. You know, remembering who you are could be connected to like, let me remember my past lives. Let me remember, you know, my purpose. For me, the healer with respect to remembering who you are is just remembering who you are as an expression of love. And so that, I love saying that because for me, that just opens up the freedom you know, for you to define what that is for yourself, you know, and to, for you to really feel that and for you to really embody that too. So that actually ties into the hunter a little bit because the hunter is like a, that's like a big, like being connected to life and a big embodiment card, but we'll swing back over there a little bit later. Um, Cause we do. Yeah. The healers, the healers, like a big energy here. Um, But yeah, whatever, it, it really just depends on what love means to you. So that's why I like to keep it, you know, the heal with respect to the healer. That's why I like to keep it an open book and say that in the healer is just remembering the love within you. And, you know, we can all define love in, in like in our own way. You know, in fact, we all need to be defining love in our own way in order to develop our own you know, personal healing practices and becoming our own healers and showing up for ourselves, you know, as and like activating our inner healer. So that's what I really, really love about the healer archetype is just 
it's remembering who you are, remembering even it's, it's two things. Remembering who you are is an expression of love. And then just remembering that you have the power to be your own healer. So it's those two things. It's remembering that, you know, you, since you have the archetype, the healer within you, you don't necessarily need to reach out to anybody else, you know, in order to find your own healing and to be healed. You know, that's not something that, and that's something I'm just, I really, really am so in love with right now as the concept, you know, just understanding that you don't need to go to anybody else for healing. All of the healing that you could possibly need and all of the capacity and the potential, you know, you could possibly imagine that you would ever need to heal yourself. That's within you. So with respect to, so this is in the personal part of my aura. So, you know, whether, again, the, the archetypes, they're, I love them because they're simultaneously personal and impersonal. You know, they can all give us our own unique wisdom that we can, you know, integrate and apply in, you know, whatever way it is that we want to. And they're impersonal in that they do that for everybody, you know, so that's what I love so much about them. But the healer shows up in, you know, the personal part of this aura. So it's it's referring to everybody and to me at the same time, if you like, without being too confusing. Um, but for me, what I can say about, you know, spirit babies with, you know, in combination with the healer is that it has been incredibly healing to me, you know. So learning about spirit babies and, you know, really learning about my own it has connected me to my inner healer in a way that nothing has previously and in a very, very different way that I wasn't expecting. And you know what? Let me just talk about that for a second, too. That's really, really important because different things that we originally think might be a little bit weird or like that we think that might not have a place in our life could be, you know, that wild healing card you know, and could add, you know, different dimensions to our healing practice that we didn't previously expect. You know, I was receiving this information, you know, when I was downstairs, just chopping up my apple, you know, before recording this. And I, for whatever reason, I just received like this. And sometimes this will happen when it's like pertinent information. I just had this flashback to a podcast episode I was listening to and one of my favorite healers actually she was a guest on this podcast episode and this was I it was like during quarantine or you know whatever when you know we all have you know a little bit more time on our hands depending on where we live you know because some of us like could not go outside and so I was like listening to podcast episodes on podcasts I had never seen before from like a couple of years ago And she was on this podcast episode and she was talking about really, she is a healer by trade, by practice, you know, third dimensional practice. And she was talking about her journey into really coming into her own as a healer. And for a little bit of background, she is an aura reader. So surprise, surprise, she's one of my favorite teachers. Um, A lot of auras, a lot of what I know about auras has been channeled, but the kind of the framework and even realizing that I was really, I I knew it's interesting. I knew I had an interest in, you know, understanding the aura from a long, long time ago, but I just didn't feel like, you know, at the time 
you know, I couldn't really see them because I just wasn't open to it. And then once I was like, all right, I'm open, I could start, I started to be able to see them and then, you know, perceive them and know them and feel them and hear them in very different ways, which was really, really cool. And it wasn't really until I met her that I was like, okay, you know, I can like do something with this and it can just be a lot of fun and I can just be creative with it and whatnot. But what's interesting about her story is that, you know, again, I was very interested in them like years and years and years ago. I just didn't know anything about them. And then when I met her, I was like even more inspired to, you know, take that a couple of levels deeper. But for her, since she's like, she's not much older than me, but she's like decently older than me. She used to be a yoga teacher. She, uh, I can't remember what else she did. Uh, she also knows the, um, she knows her way around the singing bowls, like the crystal tones and the crystal singing bowls really, really well. And she used to own, weirdly, again, weirdly enough, she used to own her own yoga studio. And you know what? It's not too strange because yoga, the chakra system, the chakra system, you know, has connections to the aura. So I guess it all did you know, weave in in its own way. But on the back to the podcast episode, so she was talking about how, you know, originally she had her yoga studio and she closed it. It used to be, you know, in Manhattan. She closed it once she realized that she was hiding behind her yoga studio, you know? So this was back in a time when, you know, people knew about the chakra system. People knew about yoga. You know, people like, you know, it might have been a little bit fringe in a way that it's not necessarily today. But it was more it was even even within like the fringe, it was more widely accepted. You know, yoga has been around for literally who knows how long, really, really long time, you know, so she had that studio. But then, again, yeah, she closed it when she realized, you know what, I've learned yoga. I appreciate yoga. And I'm paraphrasing, by the way. Um, I listened to that a while ago, but it just popped into my mind this morning. But I, she was like, I learned yoga. I loved it. It was a beautiful part of my practice, you know, breath work. Um, I don't know. I might be just like, definitely the yoga and the, um, the breath work part. But she found that she was hiding behind that, you know, and this, again, this was I far before, you know, whereas I feel like you know, people know about auras, but it's still, it's like not, it doesn't get like the same screen time as like astrology or like even tarot, you know? Um, but I thought that was really interesting to hear her say that, you know, that she originally was, you know, really into yoga, even like literally owned her own yoga business, which is really, really cool. She owned her own space, you know, in Manhattan. I was like, that is awesome. I can't believe you closed that. And it was because she felt like, you know, I know she she's like one of those people that has been seeing auras since she was like five or something like that from like a really, really young age. And I found that fascinating that, you know, how we can like because I, I found and I'm telling you this because I found this pattern within myself, too, but how she was hiding behind something that would be that that would kind of trick her into thinking that she wasn't hiding. Does that make more sense? So it would be really, really easy to be like, oh, I'm definitely like if she were, you know, an aura reader, 
and she decided to be in finance, you know, in New York City. Yeah, that would be really, really easy to spot. You know that she was definitely hiding behind, you know, her financial career or her career in finance. But it takes a lot of courage to realize that, oh, no, you know, like, even though yoga is somewhat, you know, it is connected, you know, again, to the chakra system, to auras, you know, to who she was, she realized, no, I'm just hiding behind that, too. And that just always stuck with me. Because, yeah, you would think, like, if you were going to hide behind something, why not go all out and hide in, like, banking or accounting or something like that? And I believe that it just, for me, I was just so, I wasn't surprised, but I was just amazed by, you know, the courage and the amount of self-awareness to be like, oh, no, I'm still hiding. And so that, for me, like, I understood, you know, as I was, you know, chopping my apple up downstairs you know, I kind of knew this for a while, but I was like, it's so interesting that this is coming to me now before I'm recording this episode. I realized that, you know, while I I love, so this space has evolved, okay? So it started out as like, it was all about the archetypes. You know, I, I was like, I'll just like talk about them. I'll just, I mean, I didn't really know what I was going to do yet, but that was the focal point. You know, that was the focal point of this space was the archetypes. And so I was like, I'll just focus on that. And then I understood around the same time, but it was a little bit one before the other, that auras were also like a really integral part of this practice too, you know? So it took it took a little bit, you know, for me to like put that out there because I was like, hmm, you know, again, like, what would be more normal would be to do, yeah, like Oracle card readings or like just like learn astrology or something like that, or even like human design. I don't know. You know, it's not to say that like there's none that are better than another. This literally everything that I'm saying, it's like it's just my mind, you know, it's just my mind getting in the way, you know, and like making up different like excuses and like crazy stuff like that to say like, oh, one of these is more more normal than the other, you know? That's not even close to the case, but that's exactly what was running through my mind. So I was like, okay, archetypes are cool. Auras are cool too. I genuinely do, you know, really, really love playing around with the aura, learning more about the aura, you know, in my own way. And then downstairs, I realized, you know, that is all true. You know, I really, really love the archetypes deck. I really, really love, you know, learning about auras, et cetera. But if I stopped, you know, with just those two, I would be hiding. I would be hiding behind, you know, auras and like the archetypes deck. Two things that are like, again, it's not like I'm hiding behind being a lawyer, but hiding is hiding, you know? So again, hiding behind being like a lawyer or like a doctor or something, literally, the last time I took biology was in like high school, you know, so hiding behind being a doctor would not even be an option. You know, that was like one of the things that just did not click with me, you know, so I shouldn't be anybody's doctor. But it's again, hiding is hiding, you know, so whether it so for me in that moment, I really I just I really, really felt that podcast episode when she said that because I realized, you know what, hiding 
again, hiding is hiding. So if you were to hide behind being a lawyer, a doctor, or like a painter, or or as an archetypes, it's all the same energy. You know, you're just not being yourself. And for me right now, even like, I don't know, like 30 minutes ago when I was eating my apple, you know, I've become there for whatever reason, this seemed to be like a threshold for me. You know, I set up this space on my website. I've been writing about spirit babies. I've been, you know, doing the whole thing there. And I was debating, you know, not only because of like, you know, hiding purposes and like ego, like craziness. I was debating, you know, whether to record and release this episode in this format. I was like, how do I want to integrate spirit babies into my healing practice? You know, like, what does that look like? Is it going to be podcasting? Is it just going to be writing? You know, I really wasn't sure about that necessarily. But then downstairs, I just really understood that for me, what the most powerful practice that I have is speaking. And so to not include spirit babies as a part of my podcasting specifically, that would be hiding. And that would be pretending. And that's just, I was like, I just don't want to do that. You know, whether it's, you know, hiding behind something that is like socially acceptable or something that seems, again, a little bit more fringe and a little bit more weird. I don't want to hide behind anything, you know? And so that long, long winded story ties into the healer and just, you know, really just finding our own individuality and bringing back the diversity within our healing practices. And the way we do that is we stop hiding. And the way that we really uncover our true inner healer is we stop hiding, you know? So again, for me, spirit babies and like, it's brought me like when, once I just like stopped, like stopped, like the mind games and like messing around all of this, all of this cool information, all of these cool downloads, just like the floodgates opened. And again, it's been incredibly healing for me in ways that I just, I could not have expected. And I've been writing about it, you know, every step of the way on my website, in the show notes, not the show notes, the uh, podcast notes, theimaginalspace.com. But that would never have happened if I stopped, you know, where I thought I was going to stop, you know? So again, it's not that like, oh, like, archetypes and auras that's not necessarily mine I mean it is it isn't because you know somebody else created the archetypes you know somebody else you know or not somebody else auras have been around you know for a while and you know even but even there came a point where even you know not finding my own way to integrate spirit babies into my healing practice that would be hiding too you know it's just this energy of you know Basically, the archetypes are out there. That's widely accepted. So that's okay for me to do. Auras are out there. They become, they're becoming more well-known, more widely accepted. So that's okay for me to do. Astrology is so mainstream. It's crazy. And so for me, like being like, okay, you can, you know, be creative, but up until a certain point, that's what I'm talking about here is like, oh, you can be creative, you know, within the realm of astrology because people know about it. You know, there's like a thousand apps for it. I feel like that's the marker in this day and age. You know, how many apps in the app store are there, you know, with respect to like that, like esoteric practice, you know, 
there's like CoStar and there's like the pattern, you know, there's so many apps, you know, for astrology, you know? And so that, that was like a little bit long, but that's what I really wanted to talk about, you know, with respect to the healer. Like that just came through this morning and I was like, I know this is going to be a big part of the podcast. And it's like perfect for me, you know, because the healer, and again, that's how uh, the per- the woman I was mentioning before earlier, that's how she really came into her healing practice. You know, she still incorporates, you know, being connected to nature, you know, breath work, um, like singing bowls and like all like the crystal bowls and like crystals and all this beautiful stuff. And the focal point is the aura. But that's how she really came into her own, you know, as you know, and like being her own healer, like that's how she like came into her own. And that's also like, that's what I really admire in her. It's weirdly enough, it's the auras drew me in because again, I was curious about it and I didn't know anything about it at all. And so that's what drew me into, you know, pay attention to her. But what I didn't understand at the time, maybe not even fully until now was that she was just a mirror for someone who crossed the threshold, wasn't afraid to be 100% herself. And that's how she really discovered her true expression of the healer. So I really found that to be really cool. And then while whilst giving you that lovely background story, I did actually talk about apocalypsis a lot. So that one the energy of apocalypsis was just weaved into that story. So apocalypsis is it's one of those transformation cards, kind of like the underworld or death. Um, but it's more, it's transformation with this hint of being honest, you know? So it's transformation with, you know, a hint of truth. So it's transformation by way of removing any veils of deception, remove just removing all of the deception in your life. And then moving forward with the truth. So apocalypsis, I can kind of tell that it's popping up or that it's in my aura in general. If I feel like there are two kind of versions if in my of myself that I'm holding space for that are extremely, you know, contradictory. So we are all quantum beings. You know, we all have, you know, infinite dimensions within us. And that's more of like the self as an archetype, which is really cool. But what I'm talking about is like, two disparate versions that are kind of seemingly pulling you to opposite sides. So for me, in this case, and in, you know, with regard to the story I was just telling you, that would be, you know, me that like things like, okay, spirit babies, that's a little bit too much. That's a little bit too weird. There's not too much out there. You know, what are you really going to do with that? You're not trying to have children, like let it go. And then there's also the me inside of there that's like, no, like, I feel a special connection to this. Like, I don't really know what it means. And that's like the scary part is, you know, when you feel a connection to something, but or just imagine if you felt a connection to someone, but you're like, I can't explain it. I don't know what it is. And how is this going to work? Okay, that actually ties really well into the vision, you know, so the vision is an archetype and I'll tie it all in in a second. The vision is the archetype of, you know, we are all born with a unique vision and that vision isn't something third dimensional. It's not linear. So it's not like a box you check off. It's not like a goal. You know, it's something that guides you. And that's what I was talking about a little bit there. So of the vision and apocalypses together, 
you know, points to, again, those two, like that, this, that, not discrepancy, like disparity, you know, whatever. Those two, you know, versions of me inside of me, you know, one is, you know, apprehensive to follow the vision and one is like, let's go for it. And, you know, with apocalypsis, you kind of have to decide, you know, which one isn't you and then let go, you know? So back to the story I was saying earlier with, you know, the woman, it would be, you know, the version of her that has this beautiful yoga studio, you know, has this great space, you know, physical space in New York. That's amazing. Owns her own business, you know, but that's not 100% her. And apocalypsis is the act, the ritual in just removing those layers of deception one layer at a time, you know, to always be coming into your truth. So it's not like, it's not like a one-time thing. Okay. Apocalypsis, I've been, (laughs) um, it's, oh, it's an initiation card. That's worth saying. So all initiation cards, they are continuous initiations. You know, you go through cycles and you go through seasons, you know, with them. And so, you know, sometimes at the end of the cycle or an end of the season, an initiation card will pop up. And it's like, all right, in this case, it would be time to shed whatever it is that you are lying about, you know? So for me, lying, like a a way of basic, not lying to like other people in like a harmful way, but absolutely lying to myself in a harmful way would be to not have this be a part of my practice, you know? So for me, incorporating spirit babies is just, it's this initiation of, you know, not being afraid to just like, I hate to say this because it's like so cliche, um, just stand in my truth a little bit more, you know, than I was yesterday. And that's what this card is. You know, it doesn't have to, it is an initiation. So it's a big energy 100%, but it doesn't have to be like this like whole like crazy thing. Like it can be, sometimes it can be like in small ways or some, oh, do you know what it is? It's always in a big way, but not necessarily in a way that people can see, you know, because for me, I was, I only spent like a couple of, (laughs) a couple of weeks, you know, deciding like, hmm, I wonder how this will integrate, you know, how do I write about this? You know, what does this look like? And there are like some logistics in there, but like, I would say a good 75% of that was just me being afraid. You know, me being afraid, like, oh, my God, that's so um, saying something that's weird automatically blocks you from its love. You know, that's like blocking yourself. So and blocking your creativity. So for me saying like, oh, that's really, really strange. Like, I don't know about that. I don't know, you know, what to do about that. That's just blocking your creativity, you know, and that's exactly what that was doing. And it was blocking more specifically in this aura, the vision and the vision, again, the vision can, you know, express in so many different ways as you're following the vision and its guidance. So the vision to me, I know that something is the vision if I block something at a certain point in time and it comes back. So I was interested in spirit babies like years ago and I blocked it. I was like, that's like a little bit too much. That's a little bit too out there. And that's okay. I just wasn't ready. I knew it was a part of my vision when it came back. And it was the same thing with auras. I was like, I always think they're cool. Like, I don't really know what I would do with that. You know, I don't really connect with them in a conventional way, you know, so it kind of left and it came back. You know, it came back when I was more ready to just put my ego aside, 
you know, for a second. And I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. But that's how I usually know if something is the vision. And now I just know when I, whenever I'm like, whenever something comes through now, and I've been much, much better about this, but now when something comes through and I'm like, and my mind starts to go, oh, that's a little bit. And before I can even get to the word weird, I'm like, I'm doing it. Whatever it is, you know, I, and I don't even need to know anymore because for me, a big part was like, hmm, how will that fit? You know, how does that fit me? Blah, blah, blah. And I was always overthinking it. And now I'm just like, I don't care. I don't, I don't need to know, you know, exactly how this is going to turn out. You know, and there's like, there's a little bit of, you know, I'm going to talk about this, you know, I'm sure it'll, it's been coming up like a lot. And I feel like I'm just in a season of like looking at, you know, one of my biggest shadows is being like, con- like control, you know? And so trying to control, you know, the vision. So it's like socially acceptable or like trying to co- control X, Y, Z. They're all, I'll talk about that at a different time, you know, because that's not what this episode is. Um, but yeah, and now anytime I just, I, I know my vision, you know, when, or I know the vision's energy because I always feel a connection to it. So whenever I feel something and then my mind is like, oh, whoa, you know, stop there. I'm just like, okay, just like put it away and, you know, put your ego aside and just receive it for whatever it is. And like, we're just going to run with it, you know? So, all right. So that was the healer apocalypsis. I really, I was like, I'm not sure how that combination is going to fit. I never know. You know, I love, I love doing aura readings, but I really, sometimes I just, I have, again, I have my own, you know, initial hits of, you know, where things are going to go. And then sometimes things, all the time, things just surprise me. So now comes in the father, which... I love the father because the father as an archetype, what it allows you to do is it allows you to move through this world, understanding that you are simultaneously perfect and imperfect at the same time, you know? So it's a card of, you know, it's a, it's definitely a card of trial and error, but it is a card of, you know, understanding that in every single dimension in every single dimension, in every single aspect of this third dimensional reality that you could possibly experience, there is love there. And the father archetype has taught me a lot. There's actually a previous podcast episode on it that goes into great detail about the father and everything that I'm talking about. Um, But it, it is the card of, you know, paying attention to everything, you know, in the moment, in the present moment, every single person, you know, every single, you know, thought, animals, plants, everything, everything that you could possibly see. And then that is information and that there is always love underneath everything. And the father, especially as an archetype, is this energy of if you make a mistake, there's love in that too. You know, like I said, you are simultaneously perfect in that, you know, we all come from love. You know, that's a little bit of the healer, the healer and the father, you know, remembering, you know, exactly it is, you know, who it is that you are as love is the healer. And that ties into the father as well, you know, because it's like you can remember that you are love, you are source, you are God, source, spirit, creation, you know, the universe, that's all within you, but you're still a person, 
And I love this card for that. You know, remembering just sometimes that just like soothes me a lot. Just because, you know, again, I said one of my shadows, admittedly, control and perfection. Perfection is just like another way to say control, right? And like getting everything perfect. And the father is just like, that's not what this world is. You know, you're, you're, you are human. That's what this card is. It's like you are simultaneously creation, which is perfect. And you are simultaneously unconditional love, you know, which is perfect. But you are also human. And humans are meant to be imperfect and they are meant to be imperfect, you know, because being imperfect allows you to uncover love in places that you might not have been willing to find it, you know, previously or like unexpected places that you might not have gone otherwise if you were not connected to the father archetype, you know, so it is the archetype of, you know, realizing that every single mistake, not just mistakes, but um, not mistakes in like a bad sense, but every single time, you know, your life does not seem to be absolutely 100% perfect. And you're like either having a tough time or, you know, something's not going the way that you want to. How about let's just put it that way, you know, because that could be good or bad, you know, surprises sometimes, you know, that's not necessarily how you might've predicted things, you know? So, you know, whatever, however you want to hold it within the context of duality is fine. But that's what this card is, is just realizing that, you know, you are human, you know, no matter what it is that you're doing. And so that actually has like a, like a special connection to me in terms of just learning about spirit babies, the more and more that seems to be coming through is, you know, it just, if you like, if you're listening to this and you've been you've gotten this far, then you're probably at least like curious. But the way in which I interpret spirit babies is that, you know, as quantum beings, OK, we were all spirit babies at one point. So for me, this practice is not just centered around. And I realize this and this is that was like a great, you know, part of the healer, the healer and learning about my vision. Oh, yeah. The healer and the vision is like a really, really great combination, too just in terms of having your own unique vision as your own healer and following it. And I talked a little bit about that, but I just wanted to point that out. Um, But as I have been following my own unique vision, you know, as the healer, I've realized that spirit babies, it kind of splits off into two paths, you know, and they both, um, they're both like parallel to each other, which mathematically and like geometry wise, that didn't make any sense, but, or just doesn't add up. Um, but whatever, who cares? So it splits off into, for now, what I'm studying, it just, it has, let's just say this, it has several branches that are all a part of the same tree. That's an easier way of saying it. So, you know, I've been learning about connecting to my spirit babies in terms of, you know, my future potential children. And that's really cool. But then there's also like, well, wait, if I can do that, like, why don't I trace it backwards? You know, so I was a spirit baby at one point. My parents, my friends, you know, um, the people at my favorite cafe, you know, everybody, you know, everybody I know, everybody I don't know. Like we were all spirit babies at one point. And, you know, when people say like when you're born, like, oh, my God, that baby is perfect. You know, she's perfect. He's perfect. Like they're just perfect. You know. The father, you know, with with respect to like this whole narrative 
you know, invites us to recognize both, you know, understand that, you know, and that's what I was saying about like being a quantum being. So for me, what that means is you hold all of the information from every single stage in your life within you right now. So that includes everything that has happened in the past, everything that has happened in the future and everything that's happening in the present and all possible realities associated with every single one of those timelines, you know? I said that like casually, like, you know? All right, well, don't think too deeply about it. it. Basically, every single possible moment, expression of you, every single timeline, you have access to that information, you know, depending on how open you are. And that's, oh, that might be interesting to just like explore a little bit further. Maybe I'll write about that later. Anyway, just keeping it simple with respect to this, that would mean that you have the information from when you were a spirit baby too. You know, depending, and like I said, that depends on what timelines you believe are available to you. You know, so if you're like not about spirit babies, then that dimension would not be available to you. That information would be available to you. But again, like I said, if you like, if you were not curious about it, I highly doubt you'd be listening this far in. But so the father, with respect to this, like what there is to learn about spirit babies is to acknowledge that you, you know, you were born perfect. You know, you were born as an expression of love and that's the father and the healer too. So when I said, you know, earlier, the healer is simply just remembering who you are as an expression of love and you, you know, you define whatever that means to you. For me, you know, remembering yourself as an expression of love is remembering who you were before you were born and like who you are outside of all of these like third dimensional labels, all of these third dimensional constructs outside of your human history, outside of your ego. That's what the healer means to me is remembering who you were before, before all of this, you know, and the father and the healer, the father in its own right, but the father and the healer especially points to, you know, a part of what this practice is, is remembering who you are as an expression of love and remembering that as you are human. And I think that's really, really cool. You know, always keeping in spirit babies is what I, spirit babies, auras, etc. archetypes. That's what I think about like 24 seven, you know, that's always on my mind. Doesn't matter where I am. It's just like, you know, I know how to be present. So if I'm like talking to someone, like I'm not necessarily thinking about like that in practice, but now it's just it's just my language. So it comes through everywhere, you know? So even when I am talking to someone, I'm like, I just, I remember like, no matter what they're saying, what they're going through, that they too are an expression of love and that's the father at work, you know? That's like the father in practice. So I really, really love the father in conjunction with the healer and the vision too, because those, all three of those, and you know, and a hint of apocalypsis. So if apocalypsis is, you know, removing the layers, you know, uncover, uncovering the truth beneath, those four, they go really, really well together. You know, just in terms of, you know, remembering, you know, the vision also for me, that's like something, you know, from the space before you were born. You know, the healer, again, remembering who you were, before you even came into this third dimensional existence. So that's what I mean by birth, you know? Or, you know, for someone like 
or just remembering who you are on a soul level. You know, I, and I do talk about that on my website, you know, what's the difference between like spirit babies and a soul, you know, because it seems like they're kind of the same. For me, I think it's so important to like just as much as possible, just also with respect to the healer and the vision, use your own language, you know, to just allow yourself that container for creative freedom, you know? So there are so many interpretations of like, what's a soul out there, you know? I'm not trying to carry that every single time I say the word soul because it, it just means so many different things to so many different people, you know, and you need to be respectful of that, you know, but I mean, not everybody is, but anytime someone says soul, I mean like, okay, what does that mean to you? Because I've heard so many different things, you know? And so for me, spirit baby, it just like, I, I love, it, it just fits really well into my narrative, into, you know, what it is that I'm learning about. But honestly, you could kind of treat them as the same thing. You know, it's just soul translated into my language and I'm building off of that as I go, if that makes sense. Um, but yes, this is a lot of, you know, rem the father takes those three cards and reminds us that it's important to, you know, hold within us, you know, the perfect aspect. And I say perfect, not like you know, we all we all hold all forms of duality. So we are simultaneously perfect and imperfect. But all that means is like holding us as an expression of love and understanding that we are human at the same time. And I remember when I originally, I, maybe I mentioned this, maybe I didn't. There's a whole podcast episode on it. It's like one of the first ones. In, and it made a lot of sense at the time because I had a hard time grappling that. You know, understanding that because for me, you know, again, the little controlling perfectionist that like I can be sometimes, I was like, I don't want to release any episodes until I like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to pause there just for you to understand. That, like, I, I, I can like, I can just like, feel how dumb that sounds, you know, because it's like, I want to be perfect at like, I don't know, hockey, you know, and like, basically like, I don't know. That's like saying I want to be perfect at anything without, you know, putting myself out there first. So that's like, I want to be perfect at ho I want to be perfect at hockey before I start practicing. That's what I was saying. I was like, I want to be perfect at podcasting. I want to make sure I know what I'm doing, you know, with respect to podcasting before I start doing it. That's nuts, you know? So that this practice has taught me a lot about the father in that I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. That was a huge block for me. That was a huge like obstacle for me to overcome was I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about with respect to spirit babies. I, I can't, you know, I was just like, I can't do it because I don't know what I'm talking about. And I want to know what I'm talking about before I start talking about it. But for me, quite literally, I need to start talking so that I know what I'm talking about, you know, or I need to start practicing podcasting so I be can become, you know, a better podcaster. Even like episodes from like, last week, I'm sure if I heard them, I'd cringe because I'm just growing, you know? I'm growing in terms of podcasting. I'm learning more and more about it every day. And it's the same with Spirit Babies, you know? I'm learning more and more about it every single day. You know, my practice shifts all the time. And you learn, like, it's not a genius or anything. You learn through practice. And that's the energy of the father. So I can't really tell you, you know, what my plan was in terms of like, you know, even with the healer, you know, how am I supposed to really, and that's what's really cool about the father too, actually, 
is that, again, the potential is within you, but you need to bring it. And like, so that's like the whole, like, you're simultaneously human and you're love and you're human at the same time, you know? So while the healer is within you as a form of love, you need, so that's like the, um, that's like half the father is understanding that the healer is within you as a form of love. But it's important to realize that as humans, we're on third dimensional timelines. You have to bring that into practice. Like if you really want to know and you really want to get to know yourself as your own healer, you have to bring it into practice. It's the same like the father and the vision, you know, you have the vision within you. That's always there. You know, it's been with me for a really long time. It's been with me for years. How And that's that doesn't change. You know, I love that. I love the understanding that like God and creation and spirit, that's synonymous with unconditional love because, you know, those forces, it's not like they like, I say they, but I don't really know how to like, I don't know what pronouns to use. Um, sometimes I'm like, hmm. Um, it's not like, I, you know what it is? I usually don't. I was like, what do I usually do? I don't. So it's not like, you know, spirit, source, God. It's not like, any one of those. It's not like, oh, there it comes again. It's not like they, you know, withhold love from you at any given time. You know, that's not what happens. It's you choose. You, It's like you're always connected. You know, you just choose to bring that into practice. And that's also a p- key part of the father, you know. So your inner healer, that's always there. You choose to bring the healer into practice. And that's part of the father. The vision you know, you always have access to the vision. That's an expression of unconditional love too. The, un- the vision is just within you. It's waiting to be tapped into. You know, you always have that connection. That connection, it's unconditional. It's unconditional love. Like there is, it, it will never go away. It is your choice. However, do I want to bring that into practice? You know, so that's a part of the father too. Or like, like I was saying, like about how, you know, you're a quantum being and that means that all information from all timelines is within you, all potential timelines too, you know? So if I change my mind tomorrow and I was like, I want to become a human design expert, I could do that too, you know, but I would just have, I have to tap into that, you know? So that's like a cool aspect of the father, just in terms of understanding that you have all of the love, you have love, all of its infinite potential, all of its infinite wisdom within you. What do you want to put into third dimensional practice right now. That's all that it is, you know, and understanding that you are that wellspring of love. You are unconditional love. It's like, I love it because it's like, it's this beautiful balancing act between understanding that and realizing that you have a choice, you know, what to, you know, bring through in this third dimensional timeline. And that actually goes really well with, I'm like kind of skipping over, but... Oh, that's okay. You know, let's uh, let's do the hunter in the flame. So the hunter. So this. okay. so the hunter for me in my practice is it's not just. Oh, and I mentioned the hunter in a previous episode because it came through in an aura reading. And I realized that I said my favorite story of like the hunter is the goddess Diana. It's Artemis. Uh, now I'm like, oh, did I just confuse myself again? Um, I'm like 92% sure it's Artemis. Um, but, you know, one of those two. One of those two, 
is like the hunting goddess in Greek mythology. So it brings this femininity and just it, this card all in all is, you know, just having like a respect for the process of like life and death, you know? So from what I can remember now, if I didn't confuse myself too, too much is that, you know, Artemis is the hunting goddess, you know, she's really connected to the moon and, you know, I just, I, I don't know. I have like these vague, vague memories, you know, from like all of those years of Latin class clearly did me well. Um, we actually didn't spend that much time on Greek mythology, not in the way I would have liked, but you know, just the way that she seemed to honor, you know, whenever she hunted and, you know, killed, you know, she would honor its life and realize that it was bringing somebody else life as well. I am majorly paraphrasing there. But that's the that's the hunter, you know, that's honoring the cycle of, you know, death and birth. And so in my practice, the hunter is actually connected to Stork, which is actually one of the guides that introduced me to my spirit babies in the first place. So there's a lot of cool, cool connections there. But yeah, Stork is the card of Re- new birth and rebirth. So there's that's like kind of two things in there. So I really love the stork and apocalypsis together because apocalypsis is also it's a initiation rebirth energy. And then so yeah, I love having that card in so that card is actually in the collective part of the aura. So just a little recap cuz I just like sometimes I jump around and I'm like, "Oh, it's moving in this way." And then I get excited. So in the personal part of the aura is the healer and apocalypsis. That was that whole story about, you know, my, the mentor healer that I was talking about earlier, her journey and just like not hiding and et cetera, et cetera, you know? And then in the shared part of the aura, the father, so the shared part of the aura is, you know, how can I give love, you know, to, you know, whatever it is I'm sharing space with and how can I receive love, you know, the most love that I could receive you know, is the father, again, in terms of understanding that anything that you do, you have love within you, but you're also human. And then how I can give love, you know, is by following my vision. That's how I can give the most love is by just following and staying true to my vision. And so now we're in the collective part of the aura. So what that's telling me, the hunter in the collective part of this aura is that we can all use you know, a new birth and a rebirth with respect to how we interact with spirit babies in general. Like I said earlier, when I was like looking around and I was like, hmm, I wonder what I can learn about this. Yeah, there's not much. There's like three books total. And I mean, for me, honestly, and this is a part of, you know, following my vision and the healer again, none of them, like not even the, even the book I read where I was just like blown away and I was just like swept away. I was like, I love this book so much. That didn't necessarily go. I was like, there's just so much more here to explore. You know, I was like, this is a great introduction, but what can I build off of that? You know, and that's also a key part of the vision too, is to channel your own vision and not necessarily just like copy somebody else. You know, that would be a little bit of the mentor too. But yeah, the the hunter combined with my animal ally, one of my animal allies, which is Stork, just suggests that this, you know, learning about spirit babies and presenting this, you know, material and just talking about it. And again, 
just being fun or not being fun, being creative, you know, just having fun, you know, with whatever comes through that like how all of this shows up in the collective aura is it's just like a new it's like a rebirth for this kind of material, if that makes sense. So, again, while I've like I've read one book, one book, okay. And there's just not much out there to study. And that's where Gnosis is going to come in. And also the flame. All right. So Gnosis is the card. It's also spelled G-N-O-S-I-S. You didn't really need to know that. But it's the card of studying mystic truths and then following your innermost knowing. So the Gnosis and the vision together is like, yeah, girl, you'd really need to be like following, you know, exactly what it is that, you know, and like not worrying about anything else. But those two, those, it's just, those two are very independent energies, you know, in order to kind of bring the, you know, rebirth to the collective in terms of, oh, you know what else? Okay. So stork for me personally, it is like the symbol of like new birth, rebirth, whatever. But I say whatever, like, what? okay, Um, being dismissive. But it's also the card of, you know, learning about your family wounds and, like, inner child healing and stuff like that. So what that's pointing to me, it was just, like, jumping out at me, was that learning about spirit babies will bring in a new way in terms of looking at our inner children, looking at our inner child, which to me, like, I also address, you know, what's the difference between like your inner child and your like inner spirit baby on my website? And they are a little bit different. Like for me, the inner child is, you know, you as a result of like your third dimensional experiences and like history, it's a little bit more third dimensional and like spirit babies is like you before, you know, so that's a little bit different. So just to reiterate that when I, when I hear inner child, I think of you, you know, when you were a child with respect to where you are now on a third dimensional timeline and then, you know, learning about your inner spirit baby, that's before time, you know, so it is just a little bit different. Um, But again, yeah, learning about spirit babies, you know, brings us new information, you know, new ways of learning and connecting to our inner children, new ways of learning about ancestral healing, you know, family wounds, which I'm finding already. So that's really, really cool to me that that shows up here. So yeah, it and like a new way again of, you know, connecting to the cycle of life and death. So that's how that that it's interesting to me that that card shows up in the collective. So that's like saying that's like my offering to the collective. Understanding is, you know, new ways in which to connect. So with those aspects of self and with those aspects of like our family and like our family connections which is something that is so much fun for me to think about. So that's the hunter. And then the flame, the flame is for me, the card of your inner spirit. So that's like, that's like your inner flame, you know, your inner spirit, which for me at the time, I remember when I was really just getting to know, get to know the flame and, you know, context with like auras. And I was like, it's kind of like, you know, your inner spirit, your inner fire, is the aura. It's like the aura is just a colorful, you know, representation of your inner flame, of your inner spirit. And I don't know why that just always stuck with me. And I thought that was really beautiful. But the flame in the collective part of the aura 
shows me that, you know, by learning about spirit babies and, you know, just like doing my thing, that's my way of giving my spirit to the collective, which I think is cool. And again, it goes really well with Apocalypsis in terms of, again, the I think the flame might be connected to truth in some way, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, anyway, again, Apocalypsis is, you know, removing, you know, all layers of deception, removing, you know, what's not the truth. And the flame is like the pure truth. And the flame is also clarity, you know, and it's like, it's like knowing yourself in clarity and apocalypsis is an initiation that facilitates that. I would say, actually, let me look at, yeah, apocalypsis, the vision and the flame all go together in terms of different ways of expressing just who you really are, you know, so expressing who you really are by peeling back, you know, the layers of just who you're not, you know? Expressing who you really are by finding your vision, expressing who you are by just, you know, being vulnerable enough to basically expose your spirit, you know, that for me, the like, I think I've talked about this before in a different episode, notes on vulnerability, that's what it's called. For me, the most vulnerable thing I could possibly do is expose my spirit, you know, which is what I do here, you know, and then, all right, two more cards. So two more aspects of the aura to look at. So we have Gnosis and the Venom. Gnosis and the Venom are in the rebirth part of the aura. So I don't always read this part. It really just depends on, you know, what my intention is and what I want to be looking at. But this is, yeah, this is in the personal rebirth part of the aura. So again, Gnosis is the card of, you know, studying. Okay, I I love this card. So Gnosis is the card of studying mystic truths and it's the card of mystery. You know, it's it's the card. If you have ever been into anything like spirit babies or as, you know, the soul, like Akashic Records, human design, numerology, astrology, tarot, you know, just studying the mysteries of this universe, that's the energy of Gnosis and that's an initiation and here's why. So Gnosis is the initiation of studying your passion and by the way, it doesn't have to it doesn't have to look like anything. You know, it's just like whatever your passion is that connects you deeper to the mystery. You know, so that could look like anything. For some people, it's art. For some people, it is history. For some people, that is science and physics. You know, I was looking. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. There was like a podcast episode that popped into my feed about like the it was just like the cross between it was like the cross center between physics and mysticism and like evolution and like how there's like a mathematical model for that. Okay. There are just so many ways to do it. So it doesn't have to be like all of like the kooky stuff I mentioned earlier. And I say kooky in like a fun loving way. You know, it could be science. It could be biology. You know, there are some, oh, I listened to this beautiful podcast episode. Can you tell? I really love podcasts. I really learn through listening, you know? which might sound weird for someone who like seems to talk a lot, but I really do learn by listening information. And there was this woman that was talking about, you know, biology, birth, the birthing process, you know, pregnancy. And she had some really revolutionary ideas. She's been talking about them for decades. I'm just so, I'm so late to the train. It's not even funny. Um, But she was talking all about that. That would be gnosis for her you know, revolutionizing, like, how we interact with, like, pregnancy and, you know, birth and, like, 
birthing in hospitals. It was like a whole thing. It was like a three hour podcast episode. And I was just like, I was like listening the entire way through. It was so fascinating. So, but that's just to say that, you know, gnosis is following your innermost knowing no matter what that looks like. So I listed a bunch of like esoteric, you know, forms of what that might be. There are infinite ways. You know, if you have like a real passion for like art, like painting, and you're really artistic, it can be done in that way too. It has no form. That's like the point of the archetypes. But gnosis is an initiation because there will come a point when you need, it's, it's, again, it's studying your passion in the deepest way available to you. So if you're constantly doing that and you're constantly, you know, in seasons and cycling with this initiation, there will come a point where you will be just like learning and channeling from source versus like learning from somebody else's third dimensional story, you know? So that actually really ties into the story really, really well that I was talking about in the beginning. You know, I very briefly, you know, I was interested in auras and then I started learning about them from a person. And then I realized what I know is my innermost knowing is nothing like what she has to present. So I was like, all right, we're just we're going through this initiation. We're just going to dive deep, dive right in. And it's not like Gnosis. It's like it's not necessarily learning from those third dimensional stories anymore. You know, it's not to say that, oh, Gnosis and the father, that's really important. You know, it's not to say that um, there's nothing else to learn in this third dimensional world. Like I'm still like pulling information from different places, playing around with it, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. And it's really cool. But it's also acknowledging that And this I've definitely talked about before, and I love, you know, this way of putting it. Sometimes also, it's really beneficial to learn from, you know, source from love in someone versus their third dimensional story. So a perfect example is the first story I told you about the woman who was a yoga business owner. You know, for me, the lesson, like, again, I've learned a lot about auras from her, and then I've just like branched off onto my own. But I also learned a lot just like from her spirit in general. And again, just like for me, her setting the example of just not hiding, that was invaluable to me, you know. And then her learning about how she, you know, had the courage to be her own healer. And like that's how she followed her own vision. That's what inspired me, you know, to do that myself, you know, so it's just it's like you're always learning from the world around you with the father. It just might be in a different way, you know, so instead of learning, you know, from her third dimensional practice, she for me, she's somebody I look up to just in terms of her, you know, courage to follow her own path, you know, and that's it's just a different way. But yes, Gnosis is the card of you know, you're constantly being initiated into, you know, learning, but not necessarily in a third dimensional way, you know, from third dimensional teachers, you know? So it's it's just the call. It's the invitation to study in the deepest way available to you. And you just need to be really honest about what that is. So with respect to, you know, learning about spirit babies, for me, Learning about spirit babies in the deepest way available to me would not be by studying books, you know, and I know that, you know, it would be by following my own channel, 
and just learning directly from source. And that's, you know, the mother and Gnosis together are two cards I'm currently in a season with. And what the mother and Gnosis together briefly does is it allows me to hold space for myself as I can as I continue to receive this information, you know, and just like not judge it, just like allow it to come through. And maybe I'll talk about that. Maybe I'll write about that instead. Um, but that's just worth mentioning. You know, it's it's going it's making the transition. There's like a threshold within Gnosis, but it's making the transition from, you know, solely learning from third dimensional material to channeling your own material. And just again, it's as deep as you can go, you know? So if like, so for example, if channeling wasn't for somebody and they were, and they, so everything is always available to you again. And this is the father at work here, the father and Gnosis together. Everything is always available to you if you're open to it, you know? So if you're not the kind of person that believes like, oh, we can't be like creative channels, you know, the mother is like a huge creative channel card, you know, cause she physically like channels like people, um, or like consciousness into people, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, if you were like not about this whatsoever, again, it's the deepest way, the deepest way available to you. So um, that can mean anything. That can mean like, okay, I've learned about it from this book. You know, let's just see what I think about this. And then let's just like go deeper in that way. You know, there's so many different ways in which to go deeper. That's just what it means to me. It means crossing for me personally in my practice, if I see Gnosis, I'm thinking, okay, it's time to take off like whatever the training wheels and, you know, kind of find my own way and find my own footing. And then the last card is the Venom. And this, I love this. This is such a dynamic way to end. Um, the Venom is the card, the energy of like, how do I sum this up? You know, because I love this card. Um, yeah, no, the Venom is the card of honoring and, you know, ending the cycle of pain, the collective cycle of pain that we all experience. And I really like that in combination with spirit babies, because when, so spirit babies, Again, it's it branches off in a couple of different ways. You know, there is learning about your potential children and like all of that fun, beautiful stuff, which I'm learning now. And then there's also learning about the spirit baby within you and within everybody else, you know, too, you know, and I really love I love that narrative. I love that story. I love that metaphor a lot. But what it does, you know, what the the Venom card in conjunction with that also speaks to the healer, the healer and the venom together. That's a really cool combo. Um, the healer and the venom, it's, it's again, it's just remembering that we are love. So within this context, it would be remembering, you know, the spirit baby dimension within us and within everybody else and honoring that and, you know, using, using those principles to understand how, we are all connected, you know, through the cosmos, through timelessness. And it's just my way of understanding. You know, I think we all have a way of understanding. Like I said, we all have a way of understanding and remembering who we are. And that feeds into, you know, how we can stop the collective venom, you know? So, and we, like I said, we all have different ways of doing this because the healer and the venom, we all have different ways 
of remembering who we are, you know? So for some people, that's as simple as remembering, you know, if they have a, if they have a bad day and I like, I like this simple example, you know, with the venom, because it really explains like the chain of events that can occur, you know, that would be saying, you know, if I have a bad day and, you know, you're like, some people pass on their bad day to other people and then stop. Some people, you know, just stop themselves in their tracks. Remember that, you know, that's not them, that they are just having a bad day. And that's enough, you know, to remember, you know, not to spread it. This also goes both ways. So if you, if you're with someone and they are having a bad day, you know, like I said, goes both ways. So if you're with someone and they have a bad day, the healer and the venom together is like, what is your way of remembering who they really are so you're not absorbing the venom that they might be passing on to you just like unconsciously, you know? So if someone's like at the grocery store and like you take the last eggs and they freak out on you, you know, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to freak out, you know, back at them? Or are you going to channel your inner healer and, you know, and that's, again, that's the importance of the healer, the vision and apocalypsis is uncovering who you are. So that way at a moment's notice, you can, you know, be the healer in that situation. You can be the space holder and you can really show up and remind that person, this is not who you really are. You're just having a tough time right now. And like understanding, just understanding that for them and understanding that for you, that, you know, whatever venom might be arising, you know, within them. You can set up your boundaries there and be like, and that that's like the, um, that would be a little bit more of the swords territory, but that's just like your way. How about this? Instead of boundaries, we can say with the healer and the venom, that's your way of just transforming it back into love. You know, the healer, that's such a beautiful power to tap into because it's just, it's remembering who you are as love and then actively, you know, just you can transform that at any given time. And that's why it goes really well with the venom. Because if somebody's, you know, expressing their inner venom to you, you can transform that into love and you have the opportunity to stop that. And so for me, learning about spirit babies has, it's done so much for me in terms of healing that venom, you know, whenever I see it, whenever I'm like with someone and I'm like, because we all have bad days, okay? I have my bad days too. All right. My friends and family, I'm sure will tell you, huh, she's got, she has her bad days. You know, we all do. And that's like, that's actually, that's a good point. That's a part of the father too, you know, because a, for me, a big part of this was like, I didn't think just in general, you know, when I first recorded that podcast episode about the father, I was like, I can't have my own podcast. I'm like a mess sometimes, you know? Or like, I can't write about this because I'm like a mess. You know, I just like, I have my bad days too, you know? So I was like, hmm, when I stop having bad days, I can do X, Y, Z. And that's just not how it works. You know, again, the father, we're all imperfect. We're all inhuman. You know, sometimes we act unconsciously. We just sometimes have to catch ourselves, you know? And that's a big part of being, you know, your own healer too, is just like, if you mess up, it's fine. You know, it's not even messing up, you know? And it's not even messing up in terms of it's just an opportunity to love deeper. It Like for me, healing, 
the the healers brought me so much in terms of just re- redefining, you know, healing for myself. Healing to me re- means revealing the love underneath. And the father gives you so many opportunities to do that, you know, as you navigate through this third dimensional world. You know, everything in this world is an opportunity to reveal the love underneath, you know? Whether you want to categorize that as like good or bad or messing up or like doing well is like it's all up to you and that's all up to your perception of it. They're all equal opportunities, you know, to learn about love and to reveal the love underneath. So for me, you know, coming to terms with that and understanding like we're all human beings, you know, we're all going to have like good days, bad days, you know, whatever. We're all going to like do really well and then we're all going to like, I guess, mess up, you know, occasionally, you know, but that doesn't determine like because we're all going to do that, like we're just we're all perfectly imperfect, you know. So that's like a big message from the father. Um, And that taught me a lot about, you know, the healer too, just in terms of like the healer for me is all about like bringing out the love in any situation. So the healer and the venom, even when people are like coming from their venom, even when people are expressing their venom, it's revealing the love that's already there, you know? And then, you know, revealing there's like so much, there's so much love to give. There's so much love to find like that's. And then the healer is fueled. It is again, it's remembering who you are as unconditional love. It is fueled by unconditional love in that there is. And that's like the father a little bit, too. There is no end to the amount of love that you can possibly discover in this world. No end whatsoever. You know, it's only like what you're blocking, you know. So if you choose not to find love there, that's like your choice, you know. But the father is, you know, the message from the father is that this world is like an endless channel. It's an endless flow of love. You just have to decide whether you're open to it or not. And the father is saying that another way to be open to the endless amount of love possible is understanding that every way in which you are human and everybody else is human is an opportunity for you to love too. So... There's a lot there, you know, in like learning about spirit babies, you know, learning about how we are simultaneously perfect and imperfect, you know, reworking. I brushed upon this, but that's because it's kind of being it's like a slow. What are those called? They're like slow, like release pills or something. That's like a really weird way of like putting it. But that's like kind of what it is. It's like something I'm learning more about as I go. So I can't quite, you know, necessarily talk about it in its full extent yet, but there has been a lot, you know, in like reworking and rethinking, you know, how it is that we interact with our families and like how it is that we, you know, interact with those familial relationships, you know, those wounds, then wherever there are wounds, by the way, there are gifts. Let me talk about that for a second, actually. Because a powerful expression of the healer is the wounded healer. So, The wounded healer, by the way, it's not someone that like had a wound and then like got rid of it because that's not like, again, to me, that's like not what healing is to me. Healing is revealing, you know, healing is revealing the love. So the wounded healer is someone who knows that with every, again, within these third dimensional experiences, the healer and the father, within every single experience, there is love to be found. And so the healer is constantly just like cracking open the ego and like, you know, releasing, you know, 
its previous definitions of healing and like what is a wound and like how wounds can be transformed into gifts. That's the healer. That's the wounded healer, you know, really in its lightest expression is understanding that, you know, everything is an opportunity, everything good, bad, whatever, however you want to label it or separate it doesn't matter. Everything is an opportunity to reveal the love underneath. So the wounded healer is someone who can take a wound, look at it, see, understand all of the multidimensionality and all of the gifts that it has to offer, understand that wounds can be held within, you know, good or bad, depending on your perception and you have that power. You know, you have the power to decide, is this good, is this bad, or is it neither? You know, I'm usually in the neither category because both, but... And, you know, it just has that, you know, it has that power to understand that there's good and bad in everything, you know, if, if you're like, you know, down for it, but that's the wounded healer. So the wounded healer goes really well with the message from Stork and the Hunter, you know, that learning about spirit babies can really shift the way in which we interact with like our family wounds, our inner child wounds. So I really like that. I'm just, I'm not entirely sure where that's going to go. But that's like the point of this, you know, the point of this is to, you know, see, you know, what learning about spirit babies can do. But again, learning about spirit babies can, you know, as it has for me, reveal so much about, you know, how we can show up as our own healers, you know, embracing duality, you know, within ourselves with the father, you know, just learning about more about ourselves and like getting, you know, remembering who we are with the healer and apocalypsis you know, what it really means to, you know, follow our vision and like develop and cultivate a relationship with our unique vision, reworking and, you know, developing a new understanding, you know, allowing there to be a rebirthing process of how, you know, we interact with our families and, you know, that the whole theme of family and the home, that's stark. So there will be a huge rebirth with how we interact with that and then learning more about our inner flame, our inner spirit, the flame. And then also just in general, and this is where things get kind of interesting. Whenever whenever I do an aura reading about, you know, what I'm currently learning about, it's kind of like what I was talking about with, um, oh yeah, there's a learning on the, there's learning within the level of this third dimensional story. So there's learning about spirit babies in a third dimensional way. And then there's what I can learn about, as, you know, just with respect to the process of learning about spirit babies too, you know? So those are, they're just two different layers, you know? So, you know, there's just so much to learn. There's just so much to learn all the time. So I gave like many, there's just, there's so many examples in here woven into, you know, like, I could say, you know, spirit babies is like a new way of healing and that's the healer, but it also on it, that's what I was trying to do. So for me, and I won't do like every single one because I feel like that's me rambling a little bit, but, you know, I went through all of the third dimensional examples in this podcast already, and I've gone through all of like the soul level examples. So it's like, and that might be because there's like, two big initiation cards in this um in this aura but i find this to happen this happens with so many different auras where it tells me you know the third dimensional details of like okay you know learning about spirit babies can teach me about these archetypes in these ways so 
It can t learning about spirit babies in a nutshell could teach you a lot about transformation. It could teach you a lot about healing. It could teach you a lot about, you know, like, oh yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, it could teach you a lot about transformation. It could teach you about like healing. It could teach you a lot about, you know, your birth story and your vision. It could teach you a lot about your inner spirit. It could teach you about, you know, you know, different ways to think about family in the home. You know, it could teach you a little bit more about like the process of being simultaneously perfect and imperfect. It could teach you a lot about, you know, learning about your own downloads and following your innermost knowing. And it can teach you a lot about, you know, the cycle of like, like pain and like, you know, that we inflict upon one another and that we interact with. It can teach you about all those things in a third dimensional sense. And it can teach you about all those things on a personal sense. So that's what I was saying about like learning about spirit babies can teach me about being my own healer. It can teach me about my personal transformations, following my own vision you know, and you kind of get the rest, my inner spirit, you know, my personal. So it's like good example would be learning about spirit babies can teach me about my personal relationships with the home and then relationships or relationships with like family in the home on like on a personal level. And then it can also, you know, teach me about, you know, just like how to provide that information for other people and how other people can dig deep into that in general. Does that make sense? I hope it does, because I don't want to go through every single one again, you know, and like bore you with all the crazy details, but it's all very fascinating to me. So just keep that in mind for every single archetype, the healer, apocalypsis, the father, the vision, the hunter, the flame, gnosis, and the venom, spirit babies teaches you something in the third dimensional sense, like, i.e. like just like a different way of healing. And then on the personal sense, how to be your own healer. You know, so you can go through those and like, you know, just ponder a little bit more about that because it might be a little bit different for you. You know, the ways in which I might, you know, learn a little bit more about like my family life and like my, you know, like role in the home or like um, role in the home um, or more just like about, you know, my connection to my inner child. You know, I get to learn about that on a personal level by looking at spirit babies and then just in a like a more general sense too. So that wraps it up. That's like for me, that is the perfect introduction to, you know, what it is that adding, you know, what it is that studying spirit babies can do. And that's just the beginning, you know, there's so much here that I'm really, really, really excited to take a deeper look at. You know, and I like, I feel like I kind of did give like an introduction to everything because I could just dig deeper. You know, I could dig deep into like apocalypses and gnosis. Those are huge initiation energies. You know, there's so much there. You know, there's a lot about like, I I just like, I'm probably gonna have to write about this, honestly. I'm like, cause I'm like, I could talk for like a couple more hours, but I'm not gonna do that to you. I just I just like got a download about like the vision and like, you know, how learning about our inner spirit baby connects us closer to our vision. Like for me, learning about spirit babies connects me to mine. And then the language also allows you to connect to yours, you know? So there's just a lot, but this is a good introduction. So here, so I feel like, you know, for me, this was so great because again, it, for me, what I just, what I, whatever I do, whatever I do within my like creative, you know, 
healing practice. I'm always a little bit of apocalypsis energy. I'm always looking for ways to just like be honest and like be as, you know, I, people say, I, I just said honest because people say like authentic, like too much um, and like genuine, like too much. And then, you know, vulnerable, like also too much. So honest, we're just going to say honest for now um, because it only benefits like everybody out there. I feel like the more honest you are, and this is where like apocalypsis and the healer comes in, you know, you, the more honest you are with yourself, the more you can show up as your own healer. And that just helps you to heal everybody else too. You know, because usually when you're honest on the level of the flame, on the level of the spirit, you're connected to everybody else too, you know? So that's the healer in the flame a little bit with apocalypsis is just this energy of, yeah, the more honest and vulnerable you can be with yourself and being your own personal healer and, you know, within your personal transformations, the more you can connect to the collective flame, you know, and the collective flame is like the collective aura, you know, the collective spirit, which is kind of just saying source or spirit, you know, but all right, that's a good introduction. I'm not entirely, I'm never sure, you know, where, you know, where these things will go. You know, there's so much that just, you know, just even from looking at this spread, there's so much that literally just popped into my mind and like, I'll find another way, you know, to do that or to take a deeper look. But there, there's just so much here. You know, I'll probably, I'll probably put it in like, show notes or something just to like map it out a little bit easier. Um, but you know what, in general closing message, there's so much to learn a little bit of gnosis here, you know, so even if spirit babies isn't for you or like, you're like, I don't really know what that is. You know, if like, for me, this is just, like I said, it's just an introduction. It's just a taste, you know, because I don't think I've ever done. Yeah. I've done an introduction to Aura's episode. I've never done an introduction to spirit babies episode. So that's what this is. You know, just looking at the aura of like the energies, you know, we will be learning about together. You know, if you choose to join me, I hope that you will. Um, there's just so much out there. There's so much out there that I could not possibly contain, you know, even in one podcast episode, no matter how long it was. But um, thank you so much for joining me. You know, if anything, I hope this inspired you to just like follow a little bit of Gnosis energy, what it is that inspires you, no matter what it looks like, you know? Because at the end of the day, again, rolling over back to the healer and the vision, following your unique vision is important in just bringing back the diversity to the healing practices and the creative practices that we have, you know? So we're going to go out the same way that we came in and just take a couple of deep breaths. If you need more time to like reflect, you can just pause. That's the beauty of a podcast. And then we'll close out. Okay, thank you so much for listening. This was beautiful. I'm so excited, you know, to share more with you. If you could rate, review, subscribe, that would be amazing. That means so much to me, you know. Um, that's really helpful in terms of podcasting. And otherwise, I will talk to you soon.